Um, what we're talking about today, we're going to be talking about the big honeymoon, the trip, the excitement after the wedding, going and doing something fun. And uh, get off that screen. And, you know, just like with planning a wedding, planning the honeymoon can be just as confusing and complicated. And there's a lot of money involved with it as well. So uh, I thought I'd make a video just kind of giving some tips on what you can be doing um, and what you need to watch out for, how you're going to figure these things out and you know all that stuff so if you've not planned your if you've not planned your honeymoon yet this will be a good video for you even if you have you know planned your honeymoon i think there's still some things in here you want to hear um so let's jump into it uh i don't know about you guys but you know the honeymoon is a pretty exciting thing i mean the wedding day of course is is awesome but getting to go on some big fancy trip um with your new husband or wife uh, is also extremely exciting. Getting to go do something you may never get to do again, something you maybe never done before. Um, so I've been married almost 15 years now, and uh, we went to one of the Sandals resorts. And since then, we've only been, I think, one other time. And, you know, it's just a very exciting time getting to go to uh, a fancy place out of the country, get to eat and drink as much as you want. Um, have people serving you, helping you, uh, relaxing, not having to worry about work, uh, just a lot of cool stuff. So I, I definitely understand that the honeymoon is one of those things that you are really looking forward to. Um, so let's talk about how you can make the most of it. So start off, guys, uh, this is supposed to be a big thing for you. The honeymoon is supposed to be this big fancy trip or something really exciting and fun. So guys, go ahead and dream big. So don't start off with like really low expectations or or low goals. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Um, so what I would suggest is the two of you get together and you just start making a list. Don't worry about anything. Just make a list. Like it would be really cool if we got to go to Paris. It'd be really cool if we got to go to Rome, um, Niagara Falls um skiing in Colorado you know whatever just like start listing all the cool places that you would like to go and things that you would like to do for your honeymoon and again I know that a lot of it may be really unrealistic but that's not the point just start off making that list of all the things that excite you all the things that you would like to do all the places you would like to visit um you know and while you're doing that I would also start thinking about Okay, uh, what kind of environment do we want on this trip? Do I want to just be relaxing the whole time? Is that what I'm looking for? Am I looking for something that's activity-based, so we're going to be constantly doing things the whole time on the trip? Am I wanting it to be small and private and away from people? Or do I want it to be more of like a big city atmosphere, lots of people, crowds, and all of that? Um, when you start thinking about those things new ideas, new places are going to pop into your head. Um, and you may, it's just a good conversation to have at the beginning. Like, what is it we want to do? Um, and you know, like I said, don't hold back on any of your ideas. Just throw it out there. Even if one is ridiculous and it's not going to happen, maybe it's going to trigger something else in your thought process and it's going to help you come up with five new ideas. But I would just throw it out there. Get as many ideas on a piece of paper as possible 
and uh, it'll at least start the conversation between the two of you of what you want this really to be like. And then, you know, more options is always better than less options. I would rather have a list of 30 than a list of two because then at least I can, you know, make some decisions instead of being stuck between only two options. So once we have that big list, um, then we can still start, uh, you know, getting our ideas really straight about what it is we want. Now, I've mentioned this with other things before. I always think it's a good idea to talk about what you really want and not let one person in the relationship make the main decision. You know, uh, make sure you guys are on the same page about what it is you want. So, for example, my wife likes to sit on a beach and just lay out in the sun. I don't like that. I'm not a fan of the sun and getting sunburnt. I don't like the feeling of sand. I get really bored just sitting around all day. Like, I can't do that. So if that was the only option just to sit on the beach and relax, I would not like that. So when we go on vacation and stuff, that's what she does a lot of times. And there are like other things that I go and do or things that I'm doing while she's doing that because that's what I enjoy. So like sometimes we kind of compromise so we may be sitting out by a pool, so she's still getting to sit out and relax, um, but I don't have to deal with the sand, and I'll have like uh, a computer, iPad, and I'll be watching movies. And that's what I like, and that's what she likes. So if she just forced me to do what she wanted the whole time, I would not be very happy. So talk to each other about these things. So what is it you like doing? Do you wanna just sit on the beach and relax? Do you wanna go skiing and be really active? Do you wanna go hiking? Um, do you want to go to some kind of amusement park like Disney, Disney World, Disneyland, Universal Studios? Um, is your biggest thing all about food and alcohol and drinks and partying? Figure that out and that will start guiding you to the next step, um, which is, you know, looking at your budget, you know, um, As far as this goes, we all, I, hate, I always hate talking about money. I really do. But, you know, everything wedding related has to have a money tag attached to it. So start figuring out what your general budget is. And in most cases, uh, traditionally, now I know things aren't as traditional as it used to be, like the parents of the groom, if I'm thinking correctly, I'm not losing my mind. The parents of the groom are usually paying for the honeymoon, but that doesn't always happen. Um, so start figuring out where is all this money coming from and how much of it are we going to get? So are the parents contributing something? Are they contributing nothing? Are you having to pay for it all by yourself? Do you have a rich aunt that's going to pay for it? Um, but get an idea of how much money and who's contributing so you can talk to them. And if it doesn't look like it's enough, is there anything that you could cut from maybe your wedding budget um, or maybe just from your general budget, your living budget? So like if you cut out, I don't know, maybe you're one of the last people that has cable TV and you cut tape, you cut table, I cannot talk. You cut cable TV out and you save like $1,000 that year. Um, you know, just finding different things that you could cut to add to this budget um, or other people to contribute to it is always a good thing. So you could always ask uh, 
there's like these websites now, and I've talked about this for photography as well. Um, websites where people can contribute to your honeymoon versus buying you pans and towels and other things like that that you don't care about. Um, and you can find a decent chunk of money that way if the honeymoon is that important to you. Um, other things to be thinking about as far as like budget, and this is a little disconnected, but um, you're going to be gone from work. How much time can you guys afford to not be working? Because every day you know you're not at work, you're going to be losing money unless they are paying for you to go on this vacation, which they may be. Um, but all that's just talking about money. Now, once you've kind of got this idea of money figured out, I would go back to my list and maybe just get some general prices. And you don't even have to like, I mean, you don't even have to really look it up on the internet, but you should, you can, you can guess. Okay. If my budget is $6,000, um, a week in Rome is not going to happen. That's just way too expensive. Um, and you can just kind of mark off some of the things that, you know, are just way out of budget and just no clue. Um, and you can just take some guesses of what that means. And now you can narrow the list. I would suggest going with like your top five. Um, if you want to go like seven, ten, that's fine as well, but you're going to have to narrow it more later. And like these are the ones that we really like, and they're also probably close to our budget. And uh, there are other things you can use to kind of narrow this down, and this is extremely important to think about uh, with the situation we're currently in. So... Could COVID-19 affect any of these in our top five? And uh, that could mean a lot of things. So one, if COVID flares up, could the country it's in shut down? Could the state shut down? Could they shut down the activity altogether? So like if you're going to Disney World and they just decide to shut Disney World, could that happen? That would be something to take into consideration. Um, are there going to be restrictions that make uh, doing whatever you're doing not fun anymore? For example, um, I've seen some people at resorts lately sitting on, you know, sitting out by a pool wearing masks. I don't know if I would really enjoy that. I don't think I would really enjoy sitting out by a pool with a mask on my face all day in the sun. That just doesn't sound really fun to me. Um, or if like the theme park was uh, limiting how many people are gonna be there and or you could only be there for a few hours. I don't know, I'm just making up stuff to think about. Um, so I would take COVID-19 into consideration when you are narrowing down this list um, and making sure that it's not a big risk, you know, or it's not gonna be completely boring because of what could happen. Um, just some things to think about to help you with narrowing. Now, I would also, if, if all of this is just overwhelming and you can't make decisions, as always, ask for help. Talk to your family, talk to your friends, um, people who have gone on trips recently, people that just got back from honeymoons. Get opinions on things, see what they like, see what didn't work for them. And, you know, if you're still stuck, if it's still too overwhelming, you can always get professional help from a travel agent. And the great thing about that is it's going to be less stress. There's less things for you to research, less things for you to do, um, less worry because they're going to take care of you. 
you know, they may find better deals. They may be able to find the best deal out there and save you hundreds or thousands of dollars. And they've, they've been doing this. This is their job. They have the experience. They know how things work. They know how to fix things. They, they know the system. And that could, uh, and as far as I know, I mean, I don't, I don't know how that works as far as like paying a travel agent if they just get a cut from the people they're sending you to. I don't, I don't think you're having to necessarily pay the travel agent to do anything. So I don't think it's a bad thing to, to, to reach out and have a travel agent help you. Um, but there's nothing wrong with asking for help and getting opinions from other people. Now, at this point, hopefully you are ready to book the honeymoon. And um, the only other things I would be thinking about is, you know, make sure you're not trying to book the honeymoon like a month out. Give yourself plenty of time before the actual honeymoon to plan things and get things figured out for sure. Um, because if you're trying to do it a month out, it's going to be really stressful and you may forget something and something may not work out the way you wanted it to. Uh, and the last thing, I would also look into at least what the refund situation is or cancellation policy for each thing. Um, is there a possibility of buying insurance? And, you know, honestly, I don't know if the insurance is a good deal or not. I, I've never looked into it that much. Um, but again, with the way... With the way COVID has kind of changed the world, uh, I would definitely look into it because things may get shut down and canceled. Now, if that happens, are you covered? Are they going to give you your money back? Um, will you, your plane ticket be able to be shifted to a new date? And it's just something I'd rather you be safe and look into it at least and be prepared. And some other pre-honeymoon planning things you need to make sure. Um, when you're getting your plane tickets and other type tickets, you, you probably want to have your maiden name in there because think about it, you're not going to be able, well, most likely, I don't think there's any way you can get your license or passport changed from, I mean, like, well, if you're, if you're leaving like relatively quickly after the wedding, you're not going to have time to change your license and passport. So the tickets need to be in your name that you have on your license and passport so when you get there, they're not going to like, hey, this isn't you. You have a different last name on this ticket because that would suck. And I know that's happened to people. Um, so make sure things match up. Also, just make sure your passports and license haven't expired. And again, this is, some, this is why you want to look at things early because a passport these days, I can't remember how long it takes. It could be a few months to get a new passport. Um, so that's why you want to make sure you have this time to do all this stuff and get it all figured out because um, your passport may not show up in time and then you're just stuck. Um, also, at some point, make a big list of all the things that you're going to need to bring with you, things that you may not think about. You can Google this um, or talk to, again, a travel agent is going to be able to tell you all the things that you're needing and definitely have it all packed the night before and so you're not stressing and you can have that bag in a car if you're leaving directly after the wedding like the next morning but just prepare and plan these things so you don't forget stuff so you don't have to waste a lot of time trying to pack something at three in the morning and uh preparing is always a good thing it's always a good idea to be prepared in advance as much as possible okay so 
Um, I know you're probably excited about getting the honeymoon set up. I know the thought we, I might get to go on a trip this summer and it, it excites me. It's not a honeymoon, of course, but my wife and I may be going to make another trip and it's just so exciting to get like, start that process of planning and thinking about this is what we're going to get to do. It's going to be so much fun, but there still is that aspect that you have to take care of business. You have to make sure you're doing the right things, making the good choices, being safe about it all. And again, that could be stressful. So guys, hopefully these, uh, kind of walking you through the process, giving you some tips and things I've seen has been helpful. You know, as always, if you have questions or comments or thoughts or whatever, you have other things you're struggling with, uh, you can reach out to me, but I would love to help you guys out. I want you to have a good wedding, but also a good honeymoon. And you know, all of your experiences to just be fabulous. All right, guys, I'm off to, I think I'm gonna design an album. I think that's what I've got left to do. Design an album, do a few other things, do some video work. It's a never ending task list for me. Um, then I gotta pick up my, my kids early from school because uh, some COVID stuff. So fun, lots of fun stuff going on. Anyway, you guys have a wonderful Tuesday and I will see you guys later. See ya.